that's kind of the idea as well, that you consume content in the language you want to learn about topics that you're interested in. So you're really paying attention to the topic itself, to the message, and you're learning the language as a sort of side effect, right? Yeah. Which is a whole circle of winning. <laughs> Hi, Rochelle. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's uh, no, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's um, yeah. So you have such an interesting channel, such an interesting project that I'm sure you're gonna give us a lot of, in you know, a lot of insightful ideas and. Absolutely. And as I understand, you teach Spanish, and the idea for my channel actually came from a Spanish YouTuber that is teaching Spanish in the same kind of way um, by comprehensible input. And so I was learning Spanish and my daughter as well, and she wanted to be a YouTuber. And I said, well, it had to be educational. So she said, well, how about we make a channel like Pablo's? And she likes to draw. So the whole idea was that we were going to make this video where one camera is looking at us and we're talking, we're using our hands, but we're also drawing pictures. And we're teaching people by using the pictures, using our hands to say, okay, the boy was saying this, or I was looking. And that's how it was kind of born. And now it's mostly me. My daughter's in middle school. She's like almost 13 and she doesn't want to make the videos with me so much, but it's um, it's grown into something that was just a little hobby to, um, you know, a bigger hobby, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, because... Your experience with languages, so watching Pablo and dreaming Spanish, was that the moment in which you started to realize that, hmm, wait a minute, this might be a little different. Uh, uh, this might be the way that languages are actually acquired as opposed to what yes. we're used to doing, right? Yes, because everything else I was hitting a brick wall. I had a stack of note cards like this with like mm -hmm. flashcards, right? Mm -hmm. That didn't work. Mm -hmm. I. I mean, I use grammar books, I took classes, all these other things like I did learn, but I really, I really wasn't progressing. And then watching Pablo and I'm like, okay, it had been a long time. I start watching Pablo and I can watch these videos. I'm like, I understand everything he's saying because he's using his hands and he's drawing pictures and he's using his facial expressions and stuff. And he's inserting a picture over here. So I'm like, okay, if I'm not sure what he said, he inserted a picture I'm like, ah, that really works this is the way to learn and grammar wasn't the way to learn and flashcards <laughs> wasn't the way to learn mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah so um had you been trying i was going to say learning trying to learn spanish for a long time before that or was very it very long i mean i so i have learned i took classes in high school took classes in college in fact it was a minor um so like my major was history but my minor was spanish mm -hmm. and i got a little bit. I mean, I, I progressed, but I, I didn't get to the point that I was anywhere fluent as I should be for all the effort that I put into it. And then I kind of put it on halt for a good 10, 15 years. And then when my my kids were younger, I started picking it up again. I started doing Dilingo, which I do like, um, and taking all kinds of classes online and stuff. But it wasn't until I found Pablo Station, Pablo's channel, not Station, and mm -hmm. it really started to click. Right, right. And that was like your first ever contact with comprehensible input or had you? Yes, I hadn't seen anything else like that before. I found a number of really good channels and a really good podcast, but that was my first um, contact contact or, or ever experience with comprehensible input. 
right, right. So all of a sudden you were like, mm, I can understand this, right? And uh, yeah, and back to your point, when, when you're starting, when you're learning the traditional way, you, you're going to pick up he things here and there, you know, because even in traditional classes, you're going to read stories at times. Right. I think there's, there's so many things that are wrong in that approach, but you know, here and there, you're going to pick up some things, but it just. And, and, and there is some relevance in comprehensible input, as I understand from listening to Stephen Kreshnan, who's like not the inventor of the whole theory, but who is like kind of this spokesperson, the person mm -hmm. that talks about it the most. And he talks about stories as being a good way, like not just telling the stories, but reading, but reading stuff that you pick out to read, mm. reading stuff that you're interested in reading. Once you get to that level that you can read, like at first, hearing the stories, listening to the stories, mm -hmm. because if you don't have the knowledge to be able to read it, you're not going to gain anything by trying to read. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously it's, it's easier with languages like Spanish because there's more projects. You know, right. create videos, comprehensible input videos to sort of help you out because there is it, a lot. Yeah, because if, if you're starting from scratch with a language like Swahili, for example, it's going to be tougher to find a project that's going about it that way. And you probably need someone else's help at the beginning. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the thing. Like, if somebody's learning Spanish or somebody's learning English, they're going to find a lot. They're going to find a lot of interesting content. Like even for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I want to find, I listen to a lot of very, very interesting English podcasts. And I want to find similar, interesting Spanish podcasts to listen to, mm -hmm. but I can't because probably most of the interesting content is being made in English because people around the world understand English, but not as many people, even though Spanish is quite common, mm -hmm. not as many people are understanding Spanish. So I'm feeling like most of the most interesting content is probably in English. So someone learning English is going to have much more access to comprehensible input mm -hmm. or, or interesting content too, right? Yeah, because once you get to an intermediate level or to a higher level, you're looking to to consume more quote unquote interesting content, right? Like yes. even like nat not native, not native like when it comes to the way to speak, but native flag to when it comes to an actual conversation or, or or a video about a topic that you're truly interested in, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, the beauty of now versus when I first started is that we have the internet. We have the ability to watch YouTube channels. And if it's a little bit too fast, we can slow it down. Yeah. Um, same thing with podcasts. You can slow it down. When I listen to Spanish podcasts, I slow it down. When I listen to English podcasts, I speed it up because <laughs> I want to get through a lot, but you right. have that ability to access all this content. Like when I was first starting, I'd go to the library and I might get tapes. I might get a whole bunch of tapes to listen to the content, to listen to the, to Spanish. But right. now I can just use my cell phone and listen with my headset and be listening all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing those tapes were all about grammar. and <laughs> They were grammar. I mean, one program that I liked and I still think is helpful is something called Pimsleur. I'm not sure you heard of it. I have, yeah. Yeah, and so it's a lot of like saying something in English and then Spanish, which was, I think, good. It wasn't really grammar. It was more like pronunciation and just the repetition of it. So okay. I think I did learn more pronunciation from it than actual, um, but I, I, I think they were helpful. It wasn't exactly the whole idea of comprehensible input. I mm -hmm. think it's talking about only learning in that language for the most part. Yeah. 
Yeah, it probably helped you with pronunciation because you were, you know, at the end of the day, you were listening to Spanish, right? Yeah, and but, then the, be the beginning, it was mostly books. In high school, it was books. Yeah. And, and we were being taught, the teacher spoke a little bit of Spanish. She wasn't native and she spoke Spanish, probably didn't have the best pronunciation. And we were mostly learning grammar from books. There right. wasn't that opportunity to listen to the language. And now there's the opportunities all over the place. Like there's, you don't have to go to another country to kind of immerse yourself into the language. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I, I keep telling people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so how long have, have you been going with Spanish since you started with Comprehensible Input? I would say I discovered Pablo's stage channel probably in 2018. So it's about yeah. four years. And my I and I listen so much, not just his stuff, but I, I watch all kinds. I watch Lucito Comunica from mm -hmm. Mexico. I, I listen to all kinds, Buenos Dias America. Mm -hmm. Um El, I think it's El Washington Post. Okay. That's like some news stuff. So I listen to some news in English and then I listen to those ones in Spanish and they're talking about the same things. So I understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I can listen to those. I can watch Lucito all the time and understand him completely. Nice. I find it a little bit more difficult if I watch a program on Netflix because there's multiple people talking. Right, right. Uh, but I, I, I still do that. What I do with that is I'll watch, I'll watch like 10 minutes with, in Spanish with English subtitles and then go back and watch it again with the Spanish subtitles. Mm. You mean the shows on Netflix? The shows, yeah. I think the shows, I, and as I understand from, from Pablo, is that the shows are going to have more dialogue than movies so i stick to programs than like series than watching movies yeah yeah series are tricky because like you said there's different characters speaking at the same time there's background noise yeah sometimes local or jokes right or the, right yeah, right and something right. i started doing like on my channels i started doing movie reviews and i do some of them with this ken clay from the uk Mm -hmm. And we pick um, we pick a British movie, then we pick an American movie. And one of the things that we try to pick is movies that don't have a lot of background. They're usually mm -hmm. older movies. They don't have a lot of background or overlaying music. So it's easier for people to follow the, the language is slower. So we try to pick right. those type of movies, not all the time, but most of the time when we mm -hmm. are picking movies to review. So I think those ones would be easier. But for the most part, for me, I stick to when I'm trying to learn Spanish, I stick to series because of there being more dialogue in them than movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But being able to understand Luisito, because uh, I mean, I don't know how fast he talks or how clear it is. But what I mean is he's he's a Spanish, uh, I mean, a uh, uh, Spanish speaking YouTuber who creates content for Spanish speaking people. Yes, he does. And I'm not, not a teacher, right? So exactly. He's not a teacher. And I have that at regular speed. I don't slow it down. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to him and I can understand him completely. I think his Spanish, I understand that Mexican Spanish is more clearer I, I than so. other countries. Um, or or has I and I I mean this and not have any disrespect to any other accents from Chile and other places, but it's just a little easier for people learning. Yeah, yeah. It's it is what it is. I mean. Uh, and and there, I think the way they speak is also more polite in general than than we Spaniards, for example. So I think it's it's easier to understand as well. But yeah, just for some reason, some accents are going to be more difficult. Like for yes. for Spanish students, they always tell me is uh, the accent from Chile in Argentina that they they struggle harder. With. Or when it comes to Portuguese, 
Brazilian is way easier to understand than European Portuguese, for example. And even with English, you know, Scottish English is always going to be harder, right? It's going to be harder. So, Things yeah. like that all the time. So, Just yeah. to, to digress a little bit, I, my professor in, in college was for Colombia, and she said Colombian English was the purest, Colombian Spanish okay. was the purest Spanish because it didn't have influences. Like in, in South America and Central America, you have a lot of Native American Mm. populations and there really wasn't so that people in Colombia are like oh our Spanish is the purest I don't know if that's true but that's what you would say well I have no idea to be honest. <laughs> but they also have that sort of musical accent I'd call yeah. it, that makes it I think relatively easy to understand as opposed to Spain Spanish or Argentina yeah cool so then after consuming Pablo's content for a while, you decided that you wanted to do it for, for English. Like I said, I was really uh, a, a desire of my daughter to have a YouTube channel, which is now mostly me. And mm -hmm. it was something I never saw myself. I never saw, I never wanted to be, like I didn't like speaking in front of public or making videos and stuff, but now I'm making videos all the time where I'm, you know, I'm there kind of almost making a fool of myself doing funny things because I think if I make it funny it's going to be interesting and people like to learn from it and I love it I'm making the videos and I love to hear that they help people I have a small little group of people on WhatsApp that I've invited to kind of take part in like conversations on a daily basis mm -hmm. and I just really enjoy it it's become like a hobby for me and I am trying to learn more and more about this whole method of comprehensible input mm -hmm. by like reading up on it and watching or listening to conversations. Like I'll listen to Stephen Kreshnan's, he doesn't have his, I think his YouTube channel is like not very active, but he's on so many other people's yep. that I can listen to it as a podcast mm -hmm. because I don't have to sit, sit there and watch it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but it's, I mean, this doesn't have to be, doesn't, I mean, like this has nothing to do with language learning, but it's amazing how how often that happens. What you just mentioned that not wanting to create videos at the beginning because you thought you weren't good in front of the camera, you were afraid of feedback, whatever it was, it was exactly the same thing for me. And I guess it's, it's the same thing for pretty much, I mean, not everybody, but like a pretty high percentage of the population because we're just not used to doing that right and and first we we have the idea when when you think of youtubers you think of like early youtube days just silly things and so on and first of all you don't really need to do that right you don't you don't really need to go about it that way that's the first thing but the second thing is i remember exactly the same thing like i when I started creating videos at the beginning, it was awkward. I didn't want to do it. And and now, just like you, it's, I'd say it's the, the one thing that I love the most, like creating, thinking about different ideas, how to create stories, these conversations with other teachers. Um, yeah, the, the whole process of content creation. And, you know, I just, yeah, I love it. And, and it's helpful. So it's a win-win, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll I'll watch other people's videos too, like mostly in Spanish because I'm trying to learn Spanish, but I'll get ideas and I'll say, oh, maybe I'll make a video like that. So I'm always looking at what other people are doing to get ideas mm -hmm. for things that I'm going to do. Uh, and it was one of those things like if I if I started doing it and I waited until the video was perfect, I probably would have never posted anything. So the first videos 
probably not so good, but I think as I went, I improved and I improve. I, I watch, like I'll watch Pablo and I'll watch other people to kind of learn like, okay, how do I move my hands in a way that kind of mm -hmm. can help people understand what I'm talking about? So that's another reason that I'll watch those videos to kind of learn how to be a better teacher. Right, and you become a better teacher and at the same time, you, you keep learning Spanish, right? So yes. it's amazing. Yeah, that's that's kind of the idea as well, that you consume content in the language you want to learn about topics that you're interested in. So you're really paying attention to the topic itself to the message and you're learning the language as a sort of side effect right yeah. which is a whole circle of winning <laughs> yes absolutely yeah across the board awesome so yeah you've you've mentioned it briefly but the type of video videos that you're creating on your channel is like um conversations with other people like movie reviews right or i'm doing a lot of movie reviews because I like movies mm -hmm. and I have two people that I've been making the movie reviews with and we take turns picking out a movie and it gives me a chance. It's almost like having a little movie club and we watch the movie a couple of times and we discuss it and I read all about the movie. And then as I'm editing them, they take me a while. I put in little clips of the movie that go along with what we're talking about. And I'm hoping that these will help people that are learning. Maybe they watch the video of the conversation about the video, then they watch the movie, then they go back. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how people are using them, but I enjoy making it. And it's just like, just something that I've added to it. I met this guy, Ken Clay, actually through, there was somebody from Peru that asked me to talk to the University of Peru. They had a language club and they asked myself and they asked Ken Clay and that's how we kind of met each other. Nice. And then- I was I was very excited to meet somebody from the UK because I wanted to do some things about like let's talk about British English versus American English and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we thought, what could we start doing? So we mostly are doing the movie reviews, but we're also do something where we we do we do videos on the differences. Like we did different pronunciations in UK versus US. And I have someone else from a teacher, actually, an English teacher, that I'll make movie reviews with, but I'll also have her on and we will have conversations with how what's different how do you say this particular word in in british english versus american english and that, i think that's helpful i tried to like make it a little bit comprehensive by adding some pictures so people if they're not sure what the word is this is what i'm talking about mm -hmm. yeah cool and, and so you also had videos with your daughter but you haven't in you haven't yeah in she's a long time right in a while yeah she's getting to be like a teenager and That's she's fair. kind of embarrassed about it and doesn't want her friends to know about it so i bribe her by i get these like these boxes of snacks around the world like i'll have a box from spain and i'll uh -huh. say oh if you want to try the snacks we got to make a video <laughs> so and then we try to do the drawing the pictures and make it comprehensible but that's about it for her she's not really wanting to do it so much so she's not in the videos as much um so that's why another reason why to have other people on conversation videos and stuff like that yeah and i, and I think the conversation format is it's a really interesting one because and one that people enjoy a lot i i, I enjoy it myself when when i'm learning other languages because is really close to a real life conversation, right? Because it's 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 an exchange, it's a conversation, right? But you know that you're gonna make like the the content creators are gonna make a conscious effort to make it more comprehensible than usual through like you said through pictures, gestures, slowing down a little bit, 
and and you can talk about pretty much any topic right absolutely right. and that's the thing i love about teaching english is that my channel doesn't have to be only about travel or only about baking or in, only about whatever topic i can talk about all those things because they're all a topic for learning english right. and so you're, you're talking about whatever it is that you're interested in Mm -hmm. but it's helping other people because you do it in a language that a lot of people want to learn right yeah yeah and i guess when it comes to english it's also a little bit different and what i mean by that is we've we've all had some some kind of experience with english before right M meaning from people from other countries like it, it's rare to find someone who starts from absolute zero from scratch when it comes to learning yeah english. absolutely because most people, the wrong way through traditional grammar classes in school, high school, college, and so on. But we've all had contact with English, like foreigners. We've all had contact with English at some point in our lives. So I guess you can, quote unquote, get away with um, more advanced content. Yeah, absolutely. And I do try to make the more beginner, super beginner, beginner content. But like I said, it takes longer. Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons to just focus on my main thing is to make conversation videos now because that's sustainable. Actually, for my day job, I think I told you earlier before we started recording, I work at a high school. Mm -hmm. I don't teach English, but I work uh, in a program where I help the students with college and financial aid and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we do summer programming. And my boss found out about the YouTube channel and she said, well, why don't you teach the students how to make their own YouTube channels? Mm -hmm. And so by doing all this and kind of running a YouTube camp, I learned some of the basics like about YouTube is one is it's got to be sustainable. If you're making videos that are taking so much effort that you just lose ambition to finish them, then mm -hmm. that's not sustainable. And so the the videos where I have the multiple cameras and the drawing and adding pictures that takes a really long time to make so right. i've decided to focus on making the conversation videos i can do those once a week and i'll make the other videos but they'll might be once a month so in addition i think people learning english like you said they're looking for intermediate and advanced content as well mm -hmm. so i think that it kind of works but there's still some beginner and super beginner for people that are just starting out right yeah and it's easier than like a native like content right but at the same time you're talking about topics that people are interested in so it feels like they're watching native like content right yes but it's comprehensible yes absolutely oh, that's, that's cool what you're doing in your high school like a youtube come love that <laughs> yeah so so we did that two years and that really gave me the chance to like dive in more and learn more about youtube which is like an like another reason why i'm interested in this is that I just have really gotten very interested in the whole platform and and making the content and learning how does the algorithm work and still right. not successfully figure that out. But I I get to dive into it more and learn more about it by teaching it to others. Yeah, yeah and I made cool. videos about it because I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, why don't I make videos about that too? That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And from your experience on YouTube, what's the the type of content that people like the most or or even when it comes to your conversations what type of conversations looking at your at the feedback you get in yeah i mean i think the content that gets a lot of views are when i'm talking to english learners i i find the movie reviews uh -huh. are liked but they're they're not as well they're not as watched as much as others but the ones where i'm talking to somebody that's an english learner 
um, those ones are getting more views. Okay. And they're definitely, those English conversations are definitely getting more views than my beginner level videos that I'm spending like hours and hours making. Right. I guess people aren't looking for those as much, but I still want to make them because that was the whole idea of it was to make videos kind of like what Pablo was doing. Mm -hmm. So I want to continue with that because that was the whole purpose of the, the channel. But I, the videos that I think get more traction are the conversation multiple people if I can I was doing some lives I've stopped doing that but I'm probably going to do recorded conversations with like four or five people it's mm -hmm. hard to coordinate that because you got all kinds of time zones kind of have like a topic those ones get a lot of traction because I think people are looking for that um and this whole conversation video is super popular for English learners yeah and do you talk about topics related to language learning or just I do I do that but I'll also talk about the environment I'll talk about you know we have you know we have after Thanksgiving we have Black Friday so I might talk about mm -hmm. Black Friday I'll talk about all kinds of things mm -hmm. and what I'm trying to do now when I do that is to have have a topic and give everyone some questions ahead of time so they can think about it so that way when we go to have the conversation they had some time to think about it like I have an idea to make a future one about TikTok, like for or against, like I'm kind of against TikTok, but like, what are the reasons? And here's some articles you can read and here's some questions that we might discuss. So right. that's like the next one that I'm gonna have with maybe like, you know, two or three other people possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're not native speakers, right? So it's not like they can just go in and improvise. Right, yeah. exactly. It, it helps them to to know it in advance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think so too. And I think with anything, if you're going to talk about something that people are not as familiar with that, if they have a chance to, to um, read up on it, then mm -hmm. it'll go better. Or if they at least know the questions that you're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, I, I've, I've started to do that with, with people from other countries and we talk about their country, yes. like their culture, their traditions, their food. Their... And I've done that too. I've done Peru. I've done Venezuela. Um, I know those two countries for sure. Like I've done where like, let's talk about the food. Let's talk about where would I want to go if I went there? You know, what's the, um, what's the different dances, the traditions and so on. So I've done that one-on-one -on -one, and I've done a group one where I know we did Bangladesh and Spain and, and different, cause I had like four or five different people there. So they all got a chance to talk about, I even let them share pictures. Nice. Um, so the one-on-one -on -one ones, I talked about it and then I inserted the pictures after mm -hmm. and I asked them, can you send me pictures or I'll go look for pictures on what, what you're talking about. So those ones I think are fairly popular. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully, I think one thing that gets popular about that is that like I'll have Brian from Peru and he'll have the conversation with me. And then he shares that with all of his friends from Peru. Hey, look at me. I just spoke English with somebody from the United States. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I think in general, like countries traveling, other cultures is a topic that most people who want to learn a foreign language are interested in. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting topic for, for viewers. And uh, and they don't really need to prepare in advance because they're talking about the country. They're yeah, they're talking about things that that is interesting that they they want to talk about their country. They want to talk about their culture and stuff. And I've done other ones where we talked about work, like what kind of job do you do? What what do you love about your job? Mm -hmm. What are the things that are difficult and so on? So I had a group of people talk about that, and I kind of gave them the questions ahead of time or the topics what we're going to talk about. So I did that as a group one. 
um, with, I think there was like four people on. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. The only little challenge with videos with other people is that, I mean, when I'm creating videos myself, I can just uh, turn the camera on anytime and, and do it. Right. But then you need to coordinate like time. So yes. it, that's the thing. It was the coordinating, um, the coordinating the times and then the, the live. I stopped doing it because last time I tried to go live, I had this kind of feedback multiple loop that it kept on echoing. So I just stopped it. And instead I recorded it and posted it later. Mm -hmm. And I, I went live like from like last July and for like six or seven months. And I would do it twice a month. And then the last time I did it last July for my three year anniversary, it was like this feedback loop of echoing and I couldn't figure it out. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there again. Okay. So instead, I think I'm going to just record the conversations. And then what I do is I, I post them as a premiere. So I say, oh, it's like a watch party. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be there in the in the chat. You can ask me questions and comments. Oh, nice, nice. Right. And so I get not a huge amount of people, but I get a few people that come on and and take part in the conversation as we're watching the video for the first time together. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a live, but then I don't have any like technology issues with something echoing. Right. You're just there to reply to, to messages. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that I, I started doing lives recently and I like it because you get like live feedback and live questions and you can answer them. And yeah. Yeah, I was I would like to do it again. I just need to figure out that whole technology issue. I was actually thinking about seeing if I could have a conversation with this um, Stephen question because I see that he's like on so many people's YouTube channels, like maybe he'd say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, we, we, could, we could do a live with him, maybe. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I think he went live with, you know, Steve Kaufman. Yeah, I saw him live with him and that he's gone live with a bunch of people. Like I was just watching one where this particular YouTube channel, they don't even have that many subscribers. It was like 350 and he went live with them and he had, a, they had a whole bunch of people on the Zoom as well, but they had, it was live mm -hmm. and I was listening to it, but I just see that he seems to be going on to a whole bunch of people's channels. I'm like, well, can't hurt to ask. Yeah. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I, I met him live. You did. Uh, wow. Like five years ago. And when I went to a conference in France for, for language teachers. And yeah, he seemed super cool. So yeah. Probably interested. <laughs> cool. And and how about you as a language student? Are you looking to learn other languages? I Yeah, I absolutely would love to. I would love to be a polygot and learn other languages. I have started some, but then kind of like lost the amount of time that like I don't have much time to focus on it. So I started trying to learn some Italian mm -hmm. and some German and it didn't go very far than learning just a couple of the basic phrases. And now I just focus on trying to keep up with the Spanish and, and make sure that that doesn't get rusty. Mm -hmm. I think when I have more time I, right now, I have one child at home and one child in college and I work full time. So I think once both children are off, maybe I'll have that time to focus on learning another language. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Italian and German are the ones you're. Yeah, I mean, I was like kind of interested in Italian because my grandmother's family is from Italy and German I'm interested in because so much English came from German mm -hmm. that I, I'm interested in the whole, like, you know, the different parts that, that English has come from. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so when it comes to Italian, I don't know any comprehensible input project. You know, I, I think I found one YouTube channel, but 
it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't very good i know that it wasn't good but it seemed like it was supposed to be comprehensible but i i watched it a little bit and i didn't think, think that it was and then i kind of like lost the time mm -hmm. and the interest for it and not that i lost the interest but the time mm -hmm. it's just like how much time in the day that yeah. you have yeah and i was going to say that in german i do know a couple of really nice projects because i I've, I've, i'm learning german now i started like a year ago or so well maybe you could send me those and then i'll i'll try to do the german for now yeah yeah i will yeah um yeah awesome and i believe like a couple people in my group are like speak german or are learning german so and the whatsapp group that you have for yeah i have a whatsapp group with it. it's not a lot because I, I i personally invited the people so i keep it small so that way we feel all very comfortable sharing and having a conversation and so it's it's probably about 40 so some users and i and they're very active but it's mostly people i invited personally or my other admins had said can i invite this person so it's a small group but they're very active but mm -hmm. well, are they other i mean other teachers or not teachers but people? some are teachers they're from six continents around the world Nice. I don't have seven because I couldn't get anybody from Antarctica, but I have, right? Um, the <laughs> yeah, the penguins. Um, but any case, I have I have people from six continents, and some of them are teachers that that it, they're teaching English, but it's like I have somebody in Spain that teaches English. Mm -hmm. um, I do have an English teacher here in the U.S. I have my friend Ken Clay from the U.K., which we kind of consider ourselves more community tutors because I don't have any credentials to teach English. Um, except that I'm a native speaker. Uh, but I think the conversation is very interesting because we're sharing about our lives and about our cultures and about our events of our of our lives. And I, I, there's just daily chatter in the group every day. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a native English speaker and you provide a comprehensive input, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I, I'll, I'll share things like I will constantly every day I'll say, this is a podcast I'm listening to and why, what are you listening to? And try to get a conversation around that or maybe a listening exercise where I'll put a little passage in and a recording my voice so they can listen. Um, I think that's a little bit comprehensive because they can listen to the pronunciation and read along. So I'll provide that kind of thing, but I'll also just share, hey, here's a picture of, you know, we're, we went trick-or-treating last night. Here's a couple pictures of the neighborhood and people's decorations, and that'll get conversation started. It's kind of a friends group, but it is like a friends group. But in the, if the idea is it's all about English, like everything's got to be in English. You know, we also like some of us will share things that are helpful for people learning English, but it is we've developed friendships. And I think it's just a wonderful place to share, support people as they're learning English. And, and you learn by talking to each other. Everyone is at the point that they can learn from speaking because the whole idea of comprehensible input is that you shouldn't speak until you're ready because mm -hmm. if you start speaking too early you're, you'll have problems with pronunciation or or it's anxiety like you'll end up having anxiety about speaking so these these people in the group are ready to start speaking right yeah and when, when you're ready to start speaking you're communicating with native speakers and you're getting more comprehensive input yes right? which yes. is actually what's helping you get to the next level but usually we give Mm, practice the credit know what i mean right it's like what crashing talks about that when you're speaking you're not directly improving but you're getting a response 
So you're getting more compassion input. So it yeah. seems like you're 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 improving through speaking, but but they're improving through listening too, because they're listening. The idea is like you should listen to like if I'm having a conversation with Ken Clay, everyone else can listen to that conversation and they can learn from listening to our conversation of two native speakers yeah. as well. And then they can chime in to that conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's that that's my point. That even if they actively participate in the conversation, what's helping them get it to the next level is the part in which they're listening to you or or Ken Clay, right? Yes. Yes. Cool. And yeah, one one question I'm curious about Spanish. Like when, when you're consuming content, is there any specific type of podcast that you enjoy? I mean, I listen to a lot of news ones because that's like, there's a lot of news ones out there. I was looking for ones I like stuff about the economy and about money, but I haven't found any really good ones in Spanish. There is something called Radio Emblante, which is NPR, National Public Radio. They have a Spanish one that I like to listen to. I listen to ones that are made for people learning um, Spanish. There's one by Professor Juan that I think he lives in, in he's from Spain, but he lives in, in England. Maybe you've heard of him. And he has a lovely one. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of his podcast, but he has a lovely podcast and a YouTube channel that I listen to. Um, I've listened to Lucito because he has some of he has a podcast that he that okay. I'll listen to. So I have a number of ones that I'm listening to. And Duolingo has wonderful, wonderful podcasts that are both in English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And they're lovely stories from all over the world, real, real stories of real people from all over the Spanish um, world. And I listen to those. Mm -hmm. So for, for the most part, it's native content, right? Because mostly it's native content, a little bit um, stuff that's made for people learning, but mostly native at this point. Yeah, because that's that to me is a super interesting resource. Like to me, the idea one is podcasts made for by teachers or you know. Mm, yeah. Emphasis. And at first, I was mostly listening to the stuff made by teachers, but now I've moved on where I can listen to news in Spanish made for Spanish listeners. Right, and right, I, right. I can listen to the conversation ones are a little bit harder, like Lucito, he's have a conversation that's a little bit harder to follow. But the, the Spanish news is in very clear Spanish. Yeah. And I know what's happening in the world. So I can understand that. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to find things that I'm interested in, but I haven't been able to find podcasts that I'm interested in, in Spanish that I've liked. Right, right. Yeah, what I mean is that because you're at a level in which you can understand all sorts of podcasts, even native content, right? Or content yes. created for native speakers, right? Yes. But what I mean is when you're at an intermediate level, a little behind from where you're, where you're at right now, like content created by teachers, but about topics. So because I've seen it not with Spanish because I obviously don't consume podcasts in Spanish to learn the language. <laughs> But in other languages, I find like a lot of like teachers who create content to teach the language, they put too much emphasis on on form. Mm -hmm. no, so, so it's not a, it's not a podcast. So what I mean is the ideal podcast for me would be a podcast about different topics in which teachers make the conscious effort to speak a little bit slow, slowly, a little bit clear, but they, they don't talk about the language itself. Right. And there are some, I mean, Oye Blamos um, by Roy and Paco, yeah. I actually took lessons with them. They have, there are so many different topics, a different topic every day of the week, five days a week. And they don't talk about the grammar at all. It's just about the topic. 
and it could be the economy, it could be, it could be healthcare, it could be all kinds of things, right? So I listen to them. And the thing about podcasts that's nice is that you could slow it down. So if Roy and Paco are talking too fast, you can slow it down mm-hmm. to 90, 80, whatever it needs to be. It might sound a little bit funny, but you can slow it down if it's too yeah. fast. Um, ones that are being made for learners are already going to be slow, but if it's like a little bit too fast for you, you can slow it down, which I do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, when I listen to stuff in English, I listen to it at 1.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and podcasts you can listen to while you're doing other things. Yes, it's which right. way I do. I would listen to it while I'm driving, walking, cleaning, anything like that. I'm constantly, I have this like, this headset, it's like, Mm-hmm. It's one of these things that's bone generated. So I have it on all the time and I always have a podcast on if I'm doing anything. Right. Yeah. And that way, you know, back to your point about the lack of time, you don't really need to find the extra time, right? Because right. you, you need to drive anyway, right? You need to commute anyway. So, yeah. And, and that's the thing about these conversation YouTube videos is that while it's helpful for learners to watch because it is helpful for people to see the, the lips move, they mm-hmm. do, we do learn that way. Once you get to a certain level, you can just listen to it. And I, I know people that, that follow my channel that listen to the conversations as a podcast. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's video, but they don't even pay attention to it, right? Right, because there's not anything, there isn't any reason to watch it. If you're at a level that you can understand mm-hmm. enough without watching, there's no, there's no pictures. We're not putting in all that kind of stuff. It's just a conversation. Perfect. Okay. So is there anything that we didn't touch on? Anything about your... I mean, there is so much, but like we can have another... Yeah, sure. I, I, sure. I, like if you want to talk about... Like, these are all my notes from Stephen Creshton, but we probably can't talk about all that in one conversation without yeah, it being sure. too long. Awesome. Yeah. And so your channel's Dreaming English? Yes. Right? for people interested in getting their English. Yeah, absolutely. If you're interested in in following the channel, I make videos that without teaching any boring grammar, all kinds of different topics from science to baking to you name it, the environment, Mm -hmm. um, all levels. I make the short videos. If you have a short attention span or you just want to have like a little one minute video to the very long conversation videos that you can listen to as a podcast. So I have something for for everyone there and you know definitely um subscribe and follow yeah i've seen a bunch of pretty long videos on your channel. yes it's, yeah absolutely i think that's i mean at the end of the day yeah like you said you had to try all different formats right it's all different formats and i have heard like i have isabel from spain that listens to them while she's like cleaning her house mm-hmm. i have yuri from kazakhstan who listens to him listens to them on his commute to work or when he's out exercising so people are using those longer ones as kind of like a podcast to listen to so they don't have to keep on finding another one they'll mm-hmm. maybe they'll make a cue and they'll listen to a bunch of things but basically they're listening to those conversation ones just as if it's a, a podcast for them exactly yeah what i meant is that quantity is not always doesn't always mean that it's better, right? But in, in our in our field, as long as it's comprehensible and it's done the, the right way, you know, quantity is, is... It's quality over quantity. Right, but what I mean is once the quality is down, right? I mean, when, yeah. once you have that um, checked, right? It's also about quantity in terms of, you know, just, it's just the variable that's gonna 
mean a lot, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're learning a language, as long as the message is comprehensible, it's a matter of how much time right. it is exposed to the language. Exactly. Right? And there are some people like my father that will not pick a YouTube video if it's more than 10 minutes. So that's mm -hmm. why I make some videos that are shorter. But exactly. he won't watch a video that's under one minute because it's that fans is a big waste of his time. So some people are wanting to have those one minute like TikTok like videos so they can just scroll through. And so I make those too. Make something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> and they're fun. Like I, I I make things that I think are fun. Like I if I if I'm not interested in it, it's gonna show. Like you want to make something if you're not interested in the topic, it's gonna show. So I I make fun little videos that if it's a short video I make something that I'm interested in like I just found out today is national sandwich day I was thinking could I make a video about national sandwich day and get it out today I don't know but maybe I'll go buy a big grinder nice there's a national day for everything now <laughs> absolutely that's not sandwich day nice nice you can you can teach so many things you can teach about bread you can teach I mean so many things you can teach about national sandwich day mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then those are fine at times. Like I'm, I, I've started to create shorts as well with um, like trivia style, trivia style. Yeah, that's exactly it. one of my friends that I make videos with. She did trivia, so I got these little trivia cards, and they're called trivia for your eyes. This one is a turkey, so yeah. I'm gonna do this one for Thanksgiving. So okay. I started making the. I just made one so far, and I'm gonna have another one go out this week. And she did one. She's doing countries. So I'm like, I have this big, huge box. It's actually this game. It's called I Know Trivia for Your Eyes. See I, know. <laughs> so I got 400 different trivia in here. So I have plenty of plenty of stuff. Nice. So there are like questions about countries. So you need to guess the country. Yeah, there could be countries in there. There's um, there's animals, there's places, there's planets, there's all kinds of things. They're just like you, you look at it, you recognize it. And then on the back, there's three questions. So last week I did a quite I did one on chipmunks. On what? Chipmunks. They're little. They're like squirrels. Oh, they're they're, 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 nice. Yeah, those, those are fun. Those are fun because yeah. they're also providing comprehensible input, right? Yeah. And, and it's 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 engaging because people want to respond and they want to know if they got it right or not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So. Yeah, to wrap things up. So Dreaming English, your YouTube channel, and you are doing any other platform or website? So or? I mean, I have like, I have a Facebook page, I have an Instagram, but I mostly am on the YouTube is what I'm focusing on right now. Okay. I'm not as active in those other places, but people can contact me. There's an about section. So you, you can find my email there and contact me that way. Um, and absolutely, I'd love to have people comment let me know what you think of the videos you can you can email me and would love to hear from people awesome yeah just asking to to leave the links down below in the description absolutely absolutely and yeah so thank you so much rochelle for for your time for your wonderful ideas for for the work you're putting in to to help people learn english absolutely and, my pleasure yeah so have a good day thank All you right, thank you Thanks so much for watching this interview. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful for you. And uh, if you want to know more about language learning, language acquisition, like, you know, what's what's the best way to learn a language, ideas for language learning, uh, the best resources at different levels, 
Here you can find the whole playlist with all the interviews I've done so far with different researchers, teachers, polyglots, and so on. And finally, right here, you smash this guy right in the face to subscribe to my channel. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.